Hi, and welcome to the Indian Edit. And now for something completely different. This episode is a shorter one, a mini edit, where those of us who miss the Jaipur Literature Festival get a little glimpse of what went down this year in late January. To fill us in on all the highlights of the festival, I have my book-loving and book-selling guest from episode 12, Shuchi Saraswat, here today. Shuchi is a writer and book buyer at the Brookline Booksmith, You can hear her story and learn more about the transnational literature series she curates on episode 12. But today she's here so we can get caught up on the world's largest free literary festival, now more than a decade old. So welcome, Shuchi. Thanks so much for joining. It's really great to have you back on to talk about books and Jaipur and more. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me back. It's great. So um, yeah. I remember you said your mom's family is from Jaipur, and mm-hmm. I imagine um, you go back often. Um, did you ever visit the festival before? I did. So oddly enough, my um, family lives very close to the festival, only about um, five minutes away, um, which is it's just That's one of those wonderful convenient. coincidences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and so I, I've actually been twice before, um, once about, it must've been about, um, 2011. Um, I was in India, um, with my mom and a friend and we just had heard that there was a literature festival going on. And Mm -hmm. my friend, my friend at the time was a, a PhD student at Stanford, um, studying literature. So we just went to check it out. And I believe we like caught a session, um, with Martin Amos in it and, um, William Darimple. And at that time the the festival was much smaller. Um, I think they were still starting out. Um, and then I went again last year, um, and I was sort of, it was a half and, and sort of in the way that this year, the trip was half, um, a visit, visiting family and half business and, and going for the festival. Mm-hmm. So I did the same, I did the same thing last year, but last year I was, um, just more checking out the festival, um, as a bookstore, we've never really, um, done this kind of thing before where mm-hmm. we send booksellers to international literature festivals, um, probably because there's not really a direct connection, um, with the work. I mean, it's the world of literature, so it is connected, but, um, you know, as far as like transactionally can, do I get something directly that I can use, um, at the store, you know, when I return, not necessarily, it's more about kind of, um, getting an understanding of the landscape. It sort of has these like this positive effect that you can't really see. Right, so right. in that, you know, so it's not something that, that bookstores in general are in the practice of doing. Right. Um, it's actually happening much um, more. There's been a movement to sort of internationalize U S booksellers. Um, huh. it's called, there's uh, this program called book selling without borders, um, which is a couple years old now. And they, um, they've been raising money to basically send about a dozen booksellers to different book festivals all around the world. Um, yeah, just as, as a way to, um, increase bookseller awareness of international literature. Um, so it aligns very well with, um, your transnational literature series too. It it does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of wonderful because we, you know, kind of 
try this experiment of sending of sending me to Jaipur on our own. And at the same time, Bookselling Without Borders was sort of growing its own program. Mm-hmm. Um, and this next year, they are uh, they included the Jaipur Festival as one of the festivals they're sending people to. So um, oh. I don't think that was connected to me at all. Um, there's actually <laughs> another another U.S. bookseller who's been going for many years. Um, he's actually sort of a legend in the in the U.S. bookselling industry. It's his name is Rick Simonson, um, mm. and he works at Elliott Bay Bookstore uh, out in Seattle. Um, and he's worked there for like over 30 years. So he's been going to Jaipur for many years. And it was, you know, sort of at his encouragement that I gave it a shot last year um, oh. as a bookseller to check it out. So, um, so yeah, this was my first official year as being like kind of on a panel. Yeah. And, so you were invited to present. And actually, since we're talking about the sort of business side um, of, um, you know, the festival and you're attending as a bookseller, um, I was curious about the bookmark um you know, this sort of offshoot that I think they had started a few years ago. And I think a lot of people don't know about it. And actually, I'm not sure it's even open to the public. So could you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, just a sense of the scale of the festival in general, it's, um, I think it's overall, it ends up being about five full days mm-hmm. um, of programming. There are um, six different venues that they have readings at. There's eight different time slots. So there's about 50 programs throughout the day. um, If you, and that's all, that's separate from the bookmark uh, programming. So, uh, and the bookmark starts a day earlier and it ends two days earlier. So it's only um, three bookmark is only about three or four days um, Mm -hmm. and has much fewer sessions um, and far fewer attendees because it's, it's just really devoted to um, the, people in the book selling industry. So it's publishers, booksellers, um, publicists, agents. It's right. kind of that whole side of it. Um, whereas the festival is open to absolutely everybody. So it's, um, people are coming from all over India for it. Um, and all over the world, a lot right. of Australians and a lot of Norwegians. Um, yeah. Sort of an interesting... I was surprised by the Norwegian connection too. Yeah. Well, the Norwegian, um, government sponsor is one of the sponsors of the bookmark. Um, okay. So, so that's, I think that's part of the connection. Um, and they, uh, they had someone there speaking about just their mission in general to um, promote translation. So that I think I takes see. them to, to festivals all over the world to kind of promote works and translation and, okay. um, yeah. So, um, so that's the sort of the scale of the festival is just, I'm, I, there is an official number somewhere. Um, yeah, I, I think probably like take it up. Hundreds of thousands of people now who it, attend, yeah. and there are like four hundred speakers or something this year. Yeah, yeah. Over, I don't know what ends up being like two hundred fifty sessions. Wow, um, something like that. So um, it's it's an enormous, and you know, it, it overlaps with the weekend this year. It overlapped with Republic Day. So there's just you know, there's. <laughs> Definitely people. Amila in Hindi, yeah, as we would say. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, yeah, there's a whole music program. Every right. night there's a music program. It starts with a music program. Wow. Um, there's a cultural program. Um, it's it's quite it's quite something. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of wonderful that books are the backbone of it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, um, and so, it, yeah. Have you also, I mean, you've been going just a few years, but have you already noticed a, it getting bigger and more... Is it overwhelming year year on year? Um, 
No, I, between last year and this year, it felt about the same. Um, yeah, okay. I think um, I also, I didn't end up going to a lot of the programming outside of what was part of the festival. Cause I, cause to be honest, there's so many sessions um, right. that I wanted to go to. So I spent my days at the festival and by the end I was pretty tired. Yeah. Um, so, and I would just, I would just spend time with my family. Um, right. but you know, they, last year I did, I did do a lot of the night programming. So I went up to, um, the forts, they had, you know, big dinners at the forts, the Amir oh. fort and Hagar. And so they, you know, took people up in buses to these forts and had dinner. And it, it was an, I mean, incredible experience to just be wow. in these really old places. And, um, I mean, Jaipur is so beautiful. You just kind of, yeah. um, are getting it from a whole other perspective. Um, so I, I have done that. I didn't do it this year. Um, but it's, it's a really in, incredible part. I mean, the you know, Rajasthan tourism board is, is one of the sponsors as well. So they are, mm. they're really trying to, um, make people kind of experience Rajasthan as well while they're there, you know, for that limited time. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So, um, I don't know if you want to start by telling us more about the bookmark or yeah, the yeah. other panels that you attended, but yeah, I'd love to hear it all. Yeah. Um, well, I, I can tell you briefly. So the bookmark is, like I said, it's very industry focused. So mm -hmm. a lot of the panels are sort of, um, you know, around how do we publish different kinds of stories? You mm -hmm. know, there was a writer there who wrote postcard stories. And so she was talking about that. There was um, a writer, um, a, a editor at Seagull Books. And so she was talking about book design. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's like sort of a really kind of niche, um, you know, business oriented yeah. <laughs> discussion. Um, you know, there was a pretty intense conversation about translation and mm -hmm. and how we approach translation um, and very um, different ideas about translation than than I have. You know, some people, some publishers thinking that we glamorize translation too much and in the process oh. do more harm to it because um, readers are afraid of it. And if mm. we just ignore that it's a translation, then people readers will pick it up like they'll pick up any other book. And oh, then, of course, I'm coming and other people are coming from a different side of it where they think, well, no, the fact that it is a translation should be really promoted because we don't want to diminish the fact that literature is coming from other parts of the world. We want to, like, celebrate that. Mm -hmm. um, and by promoting the translators, we are celebrating um, the fact that literature is written in different languages other than English and are approaching storytelling in different ways. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, so that's, that was a very interesting because, um, I, I was always under the impression that there was at least around the people I talked to are having the discussion I'm having about it as, um, translation and promoting translation as a positive influence. Yeah. And then to hear this sort of publishers who were all, um, speaking on behalf of, big publishing houses in India saying the opposite. It was very, it was a very interesting, interesting to hear that. So, um, I think that's, you know, like it's a very, um, it's such a specific sort of discussion for a specific audience, which is probably why it's not open to the public. Cause I don't know that the public, um, is, is mm. thinking about, about, you know, books at that particular level. Um, Although well, but I think were... in India, it's it's a particularly sort of critical issue, right? Because a lot of the regional literature 
is now not accessible. I mean, never was. If you were a Bengali speaker and there were uh, there's a whole literature in Marathi that, you know, you wouldn't really have access to. And I think there's been a real push from the festival organizers over several um, editions of the festival mm-hmm. in really trying to make sure the regional Indian literature kind of has its moment of glory. <laughs> Um, yeah. Or at least yeah. some attention, you know, compared to all the English writing that's going on. Yeah. And, I, you know, not to say like we were, I guess, in the bookmark part talking about the like sort of the the business side of translation. Um, there were right. a lot of sessions on translation in general for um, in during the regular festival. Yeah. Um, and a couple that I attended, um, one in particular, um, which pointed me to a um a book translated from the Nepali um, called There's a Carnival Today, which is by Indra um, Bahadur Rai. Mm-hmm. Um, and the translator, Manju Sritapa, was there. So that was, you know, a book that I had known nothing about. I don't know much about um, about Nepal at all. And mm-hmm. so, um, so that was wonderful just to be on a panel with all these different translators talking about what they translate and how they find the work that they translate, whether it's assigned to them mm-hmm. or um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's something that they p- choose on their own. And uh, that's that's that whole kind of business of what gets translated is, is a whole is very interesting. Um, yeah, because translators in some way kind of become gatekeepers of international literature if they are picking the books and translating them. So, right. Yeah. And your tell us about your panel. I loved the 100 bookstores are not enough title. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so it was interesting. You know, I think we were just sort of talking about why bookstores and why brick and mortar is important um, mm-hmm. to the to the kind of health of the book industry um, and what we've sort of done over the years to stay relevant. Um, I I think the other people on the panel were very, were, um, it was, it was such an honor to be on on a panel with other Indian booksellers. Um, especially because I don't know that our business practices are the same. Um, mm-hmm. you know, bookstores in India, as you know, are very, very different than bookstores here. Um, so did you and, have any kind of heads up on the other panelists or get a chance to connect with them before you get up on stage or any kind I'll, of prep or is it kind of just very very briefly yeah kind of plunged in um not too much prep but um you know there was one one of the panelists was um was this woman from um full circle bookstore in delhi yes yeah and yeah yeah and you know they're doing they have a number of bookstores they have a cafe they have a publishing um part component um and so that was she was wonderful. And, you know, it's a family owned business. So, Mm -hmm. um, and they're also the festival bookstore. So, uh, they were, they were there, they had, you know, they brought, they bring their staff over from Delhi. They set up, they've been doing it for a number of years and they set up there and they're, you know, working this, they are the, the bookstore there. So they are dealing with, you know, huge, huge crowds of people and, um, and selling books there. So it's quite a, it's quite a feat. So that, so she was on the panel, um, and then someone from um, Oxford Bookstore in Calcutta mm-hmm. was there, which is um, which is a very old bookstore. Um, so that was so that was um, really kind of wonderful to be on on the panel with her. Mena Bhagat has been at the Oxford Bookstore for um, a very long time, so it's sort of just to hear her um, 
talk about how she even started bookselling was was pretty was pretty wonderful. And so, did you attend the bookmark um, for sort of significant chunk of those days? Um, you were in that in those sessions. Actually, no, I went the first full day I went to um, the bookmark and then I went for my session. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the time I actually spent going to the other sessions. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that's the right way to do it or not. Honestly, um, I last year I went to more bookmark sessions. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's hard. I it, Yeah, it's hard. I think what I, I ultimately decided was um, a lot of the reason I go there is to sort of um, discover new writers that I've not, mm-hmm. that I don't know too much about and to meet them and to sort of talk about the series a little bit and see if they'd ever be interested in coming to Boston mm-hmm. um, and to see like, you know, there are books that we're missing and um, getting a chance to promote. So I tried to balance between writers that I already know and have been wanting to hear and writers I haven't heard of yet. Okay. So, um, so that's sort of where I, I kind of, I guess, approach it as a reader and as a writer a little bit more yeah. than as like sort of an industry person. So, right. um, where I, I, but without a doubt, get something out of that industry side as well. So it's a hard balance to make. I think juggling <laughs> all those identities while I'm there. Is, right, is, right. It's hard. <laughs> and then you've got your family in the mix too. So yes. Like, which auntie <laughs> yeah. to sit with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, what about the themes of the festival, the literature festival? I know science was kind of a big focus, the mm-hmm. Me Too movement. Um, did you get a sense of those themes as really kind of um, being unique to this year? Yeah, I I mean, I think there were, um, you know, the sessions are, are a mix between panels. So they'll, well, they'll have many authors um, discussing a general theme yeah, and then sort of dedicated, um, book, book conversations. Um, so mm. one of the best sessions I went to was with Sohela Abdulali, who wrote mm-hmm. what we talk about when we talk about rape. Mm-hmm. Um, and that session. And so I think that I found that there were, um, probably more of, um, individual sessions about those topics. Um, so when they decided okay. to focus on one book and do a deep session on one book and one author, mm. it was more along those themes. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, um, and that, that session was incredible for a number of reasons. Well, it was a completely packed audience, um, packed session. Um, and I actually went with my cousin who is, um, she's 10 years younger than me. And so, and, you know, she's um, born, raised in Jaipur, went to school and um, went to college mm. in, in Bombay. And so I think to and those are not conversations her, that she and I have ever had. So mm-hmm. to kind of sit there with her and, and I bought the book for her and she was sort of like reading along in the book and and really nodding a lot. I, that, it was just a really it was a really powerful to be there with with, you know, with her yeah. um, and and to have a lot of women raise their hand and ask questions and you know a lot of the questions saying well you know what if something has happened to you and you don't want to talk about it with your family because they will not believe you you know to hear questions like that and um that people felt comfortable enough to ask that in open in the open and to Mm. ask Suhaila those questions and that um you know the book of course is is very serious but um she's actually um has has a wonderful sense of humor and is, and is kind of Mm. a a very 
she has a lightness about her. Mm. So I, that, I think that makes for, makes people feel very comfortable approaching yes. her and asking her these kinds of questions. Um, so yes, I think definitely you could see the theme, um, particularly in how those, those, um, book sessions were, were yeah. chosen. So. so were there other sessions or authors or events that really stood out for you? Mm. Gosh, I went to so many, um, um, you know, a couple of them, um, there were a couple of sessions on migration. Um, there was this one that I loved, um, that was called beyond borders Mm. on migration and the novel, Mm -hmm. of course, which, you know, connects directly with, with, um, the series. And that was with Alvaro Enrique, um, Hari Kanzru, Jennifer, um, Nansabuga Makumbi, Kave Akbar and Tanya James, um, in conversation with Amitabha Kumar. Mm. Um, so that will probably be, um, on that Jaipur Bites, um, that podcast yes. that you shared with me. Yes. Um, and that session was wonderful. I think because they were like, we're here to talk about a very large topic that, how do you even begin to talk about this topic? So yeah. let's just talk about what, what does border crossing mean to us and how do we, how do we handle that? Mm. And to hear a lot of you know, writers say, um, the writers who are on these, these teams, these themes, um, these panels about migration to just hear them say, you know, we're sort of, we want to be able to write about more than just that and more than just about what does it mean to be an immigrant? We want to write, you know, sort of the crazy, um, speculative fiction that, that doesn't have anything to do with identity. Like that, why Mm -hmm. does that have to always sort of be the thing that we're called upon to write about and Mm -hmm. discuss? Mm-hmm. So, um, that came up quite a bit. Um, so mm. I think there's, there's been a little bit of, um, of fatigue and, in, in um, writers feeling sort of pigeonholed, pigeonholed, I guess is the right way to <laughs> say that. Um, and kind of limited in what, in what they are asked to speak about. Um, mm. and yeah, there was another interesting such, but, um, yeah. And then one of the other sessions that I, um, that I really loved was, oh, it was one that was the battle for Egypt, um, dispatches from the revolution. Um, and that was with Adaf Swef, um, Omar Robert Hamilton and Yasmin El Rashidi. And they were in conversation with Max Rodenbeck. Um, and that was about the Arab spring in Cairo and mm. Egypt right now. And, um, and I, I loved that kind of session cause there, I, I know so little about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and embarrassingly little about it. And so to hear that, um, Omar and Adaf both live in Cairo, um, Yasmin does as well. And they all have very different approaches to it. You know, Adaf has been, has been living there for a long time. Omar is younger and he's written, Adaf has written many books and she's written a memoir about Cairo. Omar has written, um, sort of, a a kind of more, um, a more, a very contemporary novel, uh, during that revolution, um, time during the Arab spring and, mm-hmm. um, and Yasmin, um, she has written a novel, but her focus is sort of more on the silences and, and the people who have been affected over, over large periods of time. So she sort of approaches, um, that the idea of revolution and, and, and what has happened in Cairo a little bit, um, with a more kind of quiet approach, um, rather than from an activist approach. Mm. So they are all coming, they were all coming at it from very different angles. So I felt like quite a privilege to get to hear the three of them together, um, Mm. talking about, about Egypt. 
Wow, yeah, I mean, not what you would expect necessarily. So yeah, it's really yeah. um, wonderful how international the festival is. Um, so I've got to make it out there at some point. But um, I saw that they now have um, Boulder, New York, all these international editions. They do, yeah. Um, and do you have a sense of them or are you thinking about ever visiting one of them? I don't know too much what um, what they're like. I imagine it's a combination of an international, like it's a mini literature festival where the focus is Indian authors. I but I don't know. I actually have not explored it much. I know Amitabha Kumar has been mm. um, has been to a number of them. I, I believe Denver and maybe or Boulder, sorry, and maybe another one. So I think he's moderated panels and stuff um, there. So and he's he's been coming to the one in Jaipur for, for a number of years. So I don't actually know too much what they're like. Um, yeah, I guess um, they just try to capture the experience there, but, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think they also concept. have a very international mix of authors. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, well, you mentioned the podcast that they've started to, um, put out I think this is the first year. It's called Jaipur Bites, B-Y-T-E-S. So for people who want to listen in, they actually have a lot of the complete sessions recorded. And um, there's some interesting um, interviews with the organizers as well, uh, which give a nice perspective about the whole festival, how it's really grown and... Um, you know, how they choose people to invite and everything. So it's really interesting for people who are interested in checking that out. Um, but yeah, I wanted to um, just keep this like a quick update. But um, I think for everyone interested, Jepper Literature Festival online also has a lot of the videos and everything. Um, so hopefully um, a lot of people can make it out to a, one of the live events and if not listen to their official podcast but it was great to hear your take on it and yeah. um, get a little bit of a taste for what it would be like <laughs> yeah so. it, yeah thank and thank you for asking me you know like I said it has been it's been a month and to just get the chance to go over my notes and remember what an incredible experience it was to get to go um, Thank you for that reminder and for asking me about it. Super, super. Well, thank you so much, Shuchi, for joining today. This was great. Thank you.